Hello, good morning. Welcome to, I was going to say atrocious gameplay. This is the MetaPod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. It should be illegal for Sean to make me wake up this early on Tuesday morning to record the podcast, even though I suggested the time. Sean, happy <laughs> Pride Month. It's the best yes. time of the year. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Pride Month. And uh, I mean, you're up early this early anyways, always because of streaming, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. This is around. This is around. We're recording like 730 a.m. It's so it's this is around the usual time that I'm like waking up to get ready. Yeah. I'm trying to like take a shower, eat some breakfast, you know, brush my teeth. <laughs> That kind of thing. I will say, if any of y'all are listening to this the day it comes out, this will be hot off the presses. Like, I'm going to finish yeah. recording and then, like, go straight into editing and upload. Yeah, this will be, like, one of the only <laughs> times that we've ever done, like, a Tuesday podcast for Tuesday release. And you know what's what's frustrating, Jake? They didn't release any more. Usually, we record on Monday, we release on Tuesday, and there's always news that drops in between, like, when we record and when we release. Yeah, it's and then we're like six days late. Like one of our one of our first topics that we'll talk about was posted six days ago. It was like literally like a couple (laughs) hours after we release. Sometimes I think about it. I was like, when before I post this on YouTube, I'm sometimes like when that happens, I think about I'm like, should I just record like a little segment of myself just like talking about like this (laughs) X Y Z? Like I feel like one day the Pokemon Company is going to be like. Tournament play resumes, but they'll like announce it on a Tuesday afternoon, and we're yeah, gonna look Tuesday like at like three p.m. and I'm like Pokemon, thanks, come on, thanks Pokemon, come on Pokemon, don't you listen to Metapod? Don't you know when our recording schedule is at this point? Yeah, don't you want to <laughs> pair with me and be friends with me and uh, and and send me Chilling Rain product, which there's still time. That's always time. <laughs> there's always time, but anyways, we got a lot of great stuff to talk to you about today. We got EV heroes on the docket. We got stuff after chilling rain and on chilling rain. And then we'll talk about a little bit more of some combos. Some wombo combos. Some wombo combos. Uh, Jake, do you want to pull up the review for this week? This is an ambush. We didn't oh discuss God. this briefly. Oh beforehand. my God. Ambush. Yeah, ambush I can pull up. I can pull up the review. Oh, no. Uh, oh, and this is literally the the moment in TikTok where they're like, "Oh no, oh no," <laughs> and it's just me not this, having the review. While, ready. while you look for this, Jake, I will I will stall by asking: Have you seen the Bo Burnham special on Netflix? No, I don't have Netflix. Well, get it, and and uh, I mean, find a friend who has it. I don't know. Steal someone's password, like every like every red blooded American, steal someone else's Netflix password and uh watch it it's very good any of the listeners too bo burnham's inside it's just it's very good i, I know, know bo, bo burnham, burnham and i've like i've listened to some of his stuff and bo burnham is incredible yeah i just haven't seen that one specifically he, he perfectly but encapsulates the pandemic anyways <laughs> i think i have our five star review sean right, shoot i only see a chunk of the uh title it says the highlight is the prof and then it goes dot 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 because like iPhone is dumb, but important ninja 537. I was shopping around for a PTCG podcast since battle styles will be out soon. Wait, well, I mean, it's been out, but this review is also from March 10th because man, there was a lot of reviews that one time that we asked for them. 
Uh, it's only taken one episode to know that I'll love the Metapod. Incredible name, by the way. All Sean's idea. <laughs> From other work that Jake does, I know he does work in sports media, but I don't know if he's actually done game commentary. I know exactly. He knows exactly how to pump energy into the podcast segments. He knows how to utilize a fluctuating tone rather than a monotone like some of the other PTCG podcasts. The mic sounds fantastic, and you can hear the amount of love and care that goes into the hobby from both of them. Jake and Sean's chemistry also makes this so listenable. Can't wait to hear more as it says battle styles, but I'm going to say chilling rain. Chilling rain starts rolling out. That was some love Thank for you, you there, Jake. Yeah, your- that was the <laughs> f- you, Sean. That was a shout out. I mean, wow, I'm bleeping that out. Sean, can we bleep that out can in the we, recording? Can we? Ble- I mean... I, Holy I, maybe moly! I'll, maybe I'll remember. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna have to label this as a. Uh, I don't know what just came over me, Sean. I'm you gonna just, be honest. It's it's 7:30 a.m. and Jake came Jake came ready to fight. <laughs> I I don't know what just came over me. Anyways, um, I do have background in sports commentary. Before I was in sports media, um, I was actually commentating for football, basketball, baseball, softball, swimming, lacrosse. Um, I feel like there were other sports, but it is, either way, I used to commentate sports. So like, I do have a little bit of voice acting experience. I literally took voice acting classes, hey, um, several did you, years did ago. Did you learn the IPA? Say the what? The International Phonetic Alphabet. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not that smart, Sean. I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm just a little smart. I know I, how to get by. I don't know how to pass the exam. I don't know if I, I, I went to school for theater. And so, yeah, I had, um. A lot of vocal training, including learning the IPA. Yeah, I didn't have to learn that. I just had to learn what a touchdown was. Touch. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to get into those uh, EV Hero secret rares now? Yes. So, 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 so everyone for, can watch and look at some some prettier things in our faces for a little bit. Yeah, because I don't want to see Sean's ugly mug. And <laughs> the, I'm just kidding. Wow, I'm really aggressive this morning. Savage. Anyways. Anyways, six days ago, as soon as we had posted last week's podcast, EV Hero Secret Rares came dropping away because they had released. Uh, they released on Friday, so usually several days earlier, they uh, people start releasing the secret rares and whatnot. And absolutely gorgeous! You see the secret rares of. Uh, you know, full art of the EVVs. You see alternate arts for, I believe, every single EVV, yep. which is a lot of alternate arts and a lot of secrets. And then not only that, you've got some of the VMAXs getting alternate arts as well and rainbow rares. So, not, I mean, and then you've got your usual, you've got your golden Pokemon, the Inteleon, you got your G Fuel can uh, or <laughs> G Fuel chug. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. You got Turfield Stadium is making a comeback. It is going to be uh, the gold stadium. Gold stadiums are back on their way. I actually kind of like the idea of the gold stadiums coming back. It's kind of cool. It's different, you know? Um, and then. Uh, Dark Energy. Dark Energy is getting a gold shiny reprint. And Sean is now forbidden from Pokey Beach if you're watching this on YouTube. Never it was to weird, look into it again. When I clicked into the image, it just like loaded a new page that wasn't clickbackable. And I was like, well, okay, cool. Love it. 
maybe that's maybe that's one of those those things where like a precaution so nobody just copy and paste their website or something uh, like that maybe but, i don't know so we're looking but, at the images now on youtube by the way listeners mm-hmm. uh jake what uh, i mean all of these all of these alternate arts i'm ca- talking about the alternate arts especially the full arts are nice don't get me wrong i love the sword and shield style full art but the alternate arts here are absolutely they're just phenomenal oh my gosh like i when you like the ev hero set was already hyped before these secret rares were revealed and i can't imagine that hype dying down after seeing these i mean this set has 90 90 no wait 100 and 101 cards total 69 plus 32 is quick math 101 mm-hmm. i think it is um 69 of them are regular cards 32 are secret rares in a japanese set that's huge yeah. that's gigantic well you usually you only get one secret rare per box typically right yeah you usually only get one secret rare per box sometimes you get none sometimes you get two yeah um and according and just to clarify, a full art V is considered a secret rare in Japan. Yeah. I know people who maybe aren't familiar with Japanese cards might not know that, but um, yeah, a full art V. So like the the Leafeon with the oranges and the 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 whatnot. This first card right here, um, that is that that's a secret rare. So if you pull that in your box, don't count on getting anything else. I'm just like, uh, I mean, normally we don't do covers just on specific secret rares, but these are just so beautiful. What What is your favorite, Jake? Do you have like a favorite of these that you're that you're looking at here? I would have to say like outside of the Eevee hero or out in the Eevees themselves, um, I'm really into the Umbreon arts. Yeah. Umbreon is not my favorite evolution. Um, so, but like, that Umbreon V alternate art is just gorgeous. That single strike Pokemon um, Umbreon is just towering over a whole bunch of Pokemon, like in an alley and whatnot. And then if you look at its V max alternate, just a beautiful, beautiful, like Umbreon on a building trying to reach the moon and Holy moly. It's just, it's just a beautiful set of cards, but I actually also really like aroma lady. The, um, uh, one of the two full art trainers in the set aroma lady is going to be an expensive card it's a very good looking card i mean the character is super cute so like and just the colors on that card really pop the pinks Mm -hmm. like the different levels of pinks on that card and the little touches of yellow from the petals yeah um and then the blue background is just stunning so i'm i'm really man i i didn't even try to get any of the set i'm like i'm not even gonna try it doesn't (laughs) feel like I I don't think I would have gotten it. Even if I knew someone in Japan, I don't even know if I would have won the lottery to be able to get this. I mean, I I did order for myself like two boxes off of eBay, but I have no idea. I have no idea if they're going to actually ship, to be frank. What did you pay for them, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I think I paid like $125 a box, which for a Japanese box is crazy expensive. That's like literally double. Yeah, yeah. It's literally double. But that's like their going rate for these boxes right now. Like I didn't get a deal. No, on I'm it. not saying that. I'm not saying that you paid a oh, bad yeah, price. No, I'm just, I'm just telling people expen- that that's a that's double. It's yeah. like sixty five dollars usually. 
And I think what I'm going to do is like, I might open one and just like, I don't really collect a ton of sealed product. I, I want to, but I don't have self-control. Um, but I might just keep one sealed because this is one of those Japanese sets that I think, you know, there's just so much love for the evolution lines. And mm. I can't see this one not holding its value over time. You know, like some sets yeah. are like, ah, that's fine. It's, it's cool. It's an old. And it only goes up because it's old. But this, this yeah. set, yeah. I wonder how, like, so we assume that this is going to be in, like, Evolving Skies. I wonder if, like, if they print the crap out of Evolving Skies, if it really, like, tanks EV Heroes uh, in terms of value. Like, you'd be able to find in August, like, after Evolving Skies releases and they print just a ton of product for it, like, you'd be able to find EV Heroes for under $100. The reason I don't think that EV Heroes would be going down at any point is because EV Heroes is a uniquely themed set. Like, Evolving Skies is just kind of... Yeah, that's true. It's it's going to be, like, Rayquaza. It's going to be EV. It's going to be a bunch of things kind of all mishmash. Whereas, like, from a Japanese set, the box art as well on EV Heroes is also just gorgeous. And so I do think that because it's so well encapsulated thematically, I just think that it holds its value. And also, you know, um, SM Pratt and others say, like, some people are just also just Japanese collectors. And, you know, yeah. it's not not really uh, <laughs> any way to compete against that. It's just crazy. These cards are absolutely beautiful. Like, who... Who at the Pokemon company thought it was a good idea to make these cards so pretty? Yeah. You should get a raise because you obviously made Pokemon <laughs> company a lot of money. Oh, Jake, do you want to talk about some more, uh, to be frank, slightly less pretty cards, but also cool? Yeah, let's talk about the uh, Chilling Rain. We've been uh, excited about Chilling Rain. It's right around the corner. We've been talking about a couple of things uh, last couple of weeks of the podcast. This the other day, I think this was two days ago, um, the promos, the pre-release promos for the Chilling Rain pre-releases came out on uh, Burbank, I believe it was first to drop, or at least that's where I saw it first. Mm -hmm. um, but you got Sean Cinderace and Teleon, Chris Celion, and Passimian of Chilling Rain making their uh, debut almost. Debut? Maybe. Chris Elliott definitely Chris making Elliott, a debut. Yeah. Um, but Sean, how do you feel about these promos? Just uh, like out of out of everything, playability, looks, it's like selection. I think it's interesting. I think the obvious one, there's two cards here that I think will be very playable that I I dare say they're not going to be the level of Jirachi. I don't think we've had a Jirachi level promo in a while. Obviously, since Jirachi probably. But the yeah. first one that starts to come close is going to be Cresselia. Um, and that's because it's basically, like we talked about this before, it's Vulcanian, but psychic. Um, and like the Vulcanian from Unbroken Bonds, that one had a promo in Unbroken Bonds pre-release. And so they're just giving Cresselia the same treatment. So yeah, I think this one is going to be a very playable card in a, a bunch of decks because it supports the entire psychic lineup. Um, and so I think psychic type, they've clearly like set psychic type up to be the, uh, fire type of the sword and shield of the post sword and shield era. Mm -hmm. Meaning like there's going to be a whole range of decks that use Cresselia. Um, 
And it's also, it doesn't have to be psychic type, you know, like Vulcanian, you could attach fire energy to any type. Same thing with Cresselia. It's just psychic energy to any type. So you could see there being like psychic boxes and all of that. So I think Cresselia is going to see a lot of play. And then Vesimian, I think, is going to see a lot of play, uh, especially once, uh, so Chilling Rain. And if there are any, I think there should be some Rapid Strike Pokemon in Evolving Skies, potentially. So... The ability to do 30 more damage uh, to your opponent's bench Pokemon. Um, granted, you only need one. So this one, like, you don't have to go buy a play set of Pissimians. It's kind of pointless. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think Pissimian is also going to be really popular. The other two, you know, they're the starters evolutions, two of the starter evolutions from... Poor Rillaboom. Cresselia, yeah. <laughs> my favorite third uh, Galarian starter. <laughs> I mean, I guess what do you what would you print for Rillaboom, right? Rillaboom has an energy acceleration dude. I don't know. I mean, just <laughs> think of something. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I do I do think it's kind of weird though that they picked two rapid strike Pokémon and one single strike Pokémon. I mean, I like that Cresselia is in this mix, but like it maybe it would have been better in battle styles to have like a 2-2 Mm -hmm. um single strike rapid strike and maybe this set it doesn't really matter too much but like i'm excited to see inteleon i know inteleon has been everywhere in japan that little baby guy um so i really think i i it may not be great it may not be great but um i think it's going to be seen around i think since we have like scoop up net especially in the format that this has this this has some effect. This has some effect. Maybe. Um, it's, but it's just a once during your turn, so it's not even when you evolve, which I actually like that it's not when you evolve. Yeah, but but think about this. Decidueye. Mm. Decidueye GX had put do two damage counters once during your turn. Okay. That card was really good. Now, think about it. Forest of Giant Plants was also in the format for a time being. Sean, do you know that card? Uh, I, it's, it's a tar card for uh, grass type guy dudes. Yeah. You, uh, for anyone <laughs> who doesn't know, force of giant plants is one of the most broken stadiums ever printed. You just lay that puppy down and all your grass Pokemon can evolve whenever you want. However you want. Well, not however you want, <laughs> just... but whenever you want, you just slap it down first turn of the game. I believe you can use, uh, force of giant plants to just go ahead and evolve it to turn one vile plume item lock or turn one Decidueye GX ping ping. Um, it's a very, very good card that made Decidueye very, very good. So obviously this is nerfed a little bit in that yeah. sense to where it doesn't have that like specific thing. But um, I still think quick shooting could be pretty decent because you get like two of those. That's four damage counters out on the field that you can do. And think about how many times, you know, people use Zigzagoons for extra pings. Now we're putting it into Inteleons. And you can pair this up with like the um, trainer um, Drizzile. You can pair it up with the trainer Drizzile to like grab a trainer for the turn. Yeah. Seems pretty all right. Seems pretty all right. And I know that there's the, um, I don't know if it's only in Evolving Skies or if it comes out. I think it's in Evolving Skies. The water bottle dude that helps with evolution types. Um, the water I think bottle. I know what you're talking about. The G Fuel, yeah. The G Fuel trainer. Mm. So that item card. <laughs> yeah, that thing. I forget what it says, but I remember reading it. Oh, it was like it like 
something about evolving and your turn ends. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yes. I remember I tweeted about it. I was like, this is broken. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, especially for something like Altaria, right? You mm-hmm. can evolve into Altaria turn one and your turn ends, but now you've just got a wall. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty gnarly. But- I also want to think about the validity of Passimian and like rapid strike decks. So I'm, I'm trying to do the math. So you do 120 with rapid strike flow, 150 with throwing coach, mm-hmm. and then 180 yes. with telescopic sight. And so now you knock out Crobat V's. I'm wondering if that's too much of a wombo combo um, to be able to hit that. But I don't think so. You just search out Passimian with a quick ball and you get... Yeah, I mean, there's there's a good chunk of Pokemon search in the format in terms of, like, Pokecoms. People are playing Pokecoms all the yeah. time right now. You, like you said, you got quick balls, great balls, Pokeballs, if you really want to. Um, and then Cresselia. I like how... Uh, man, we're talk- I'm talking about these pre-release promos way more than I thought... Photon laser, it's two energy and it's damage, base damage plus more if you have a certain amount of energies. I think that this is nicely like nerfed in a yeah. sense because they know that Shadow Rider Calyrex is coming in this set. And I think they know that Shadow Rider Calyrex is going to be good, mm-hmm. right? So five energies on turn two, if you're accelerating three of them and have already attached one to Cresselia is easy. So like getting that getting that 120 damage is pretty nice. It's well, it's 10 more damage than Volcanion. Well, I was going to say it's one more know, energy too. It is one more energy, which I don't think is that big of a deal, but yeah, the um I think You don't even I mean like to even get out like five energies, you don't even need to use Crescent Glow. That's the thing. It, not with Shadow Rider, you're right. Like but the one thing I would say is they seem to have learned from their I'm going to call it a mistake because they've chosen to change this which is if you think about Volcanion doing 110 but Volcanions mm-hmm. themselves were 120 hp oh yeah <laughs> so this i think they made it 120 so that a cresselia can knock out a cresselia whereas you yeah. know if you were in those welder matches and you had volk v volk it was just this awkward like uh, yeah it was like it was like playing <laughs> greensard before like zigzagoon or the sword and shield sets were out like right. playing greensard and you're in this like chess match you're like all right, both of our Volcanians have 110 HP. Now what? <laughs> right. So I do think that it's, I think it's funny that they have upped this to 120. Just, I think that's a literal response to the weird Volcanian v. Volcanian situations that used to come up. It's also nice because now Volcanian also doesn't knock out Cresselia. That's true. That's true. They basically are saying, hey, if for a small amount of time, there'll be Volcanian and Cresselia decks. But clearly Cresselia is the superior Volcanian now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think yeah. probably it will end up being that. I think it probably will end up being that for a small time, yeah. mostly because it can knock out a Volcanian. Yeah. Uh, in terms of other news, before we get into meta stuff, Jake, this is not. It's like the most. This like smallest amount of news, but you know what? If you, I didn't hear anybody like talking about this. I'm gonna be really? honest. Okay. I think it is I, a small amount of news, like you said, but like you would think that Pokemon TCG's 25th anniversary featuring unused quote unusual booster packs, according to pokebeach.com, you would think that like a lot more people would be talking about this. I feel like Sean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we got some news. I, I think maybe the reason people haven't talked about it is because there's not, they don't think there's enough to talk about, but YouTube channels 
will make news out of anything. They will make news out of not news. Pokemon didn't announce X. Okay, here's <laughs> Jake is pointing to himself for the uh, list. Pokemon, Pokemon never made Pokemon Z. All right, yeah, right. YouTube video right here, <laughs> right here. But uh, but yeah, what is the news here, Jake? So the 25 anniversary products are just right around the corner. We found out about um the some of the stuff for the special October said this is going to be more of like products that you will be able to find and like kind of what the products entail, but they're coming in with unusual booster packs, which are mini booster packs. They come with four cards. So it's almost like the, uh, the cereal promo packs or the McDonald's promo packs, like you know, where they only come pack. with like a couple of them, but every 25th of anniversary product is going to come with regular packs. So it, I mean, it's got minis and regulars, which will be very, very interesting so if we look down to the bullet points if you're watching this on youtube there's a, a list of things about different products you get a giant figure collection i'm wondering if this is like the uh the the special box sean do you remember the box where it had like the when sword and shield first came out it was like galar heroes or something like that Oh, I it was don't like think... it was like a, a promo of Pikachu, yeah. Scorbunny, Grookey and Sable all on the same the... card. And it came with like a little figure. I'm pretty oh, sure. Well, I guess those those like minifigs like, yeah, they've had sets that come with a small minifig. But this one says giant. And this actually reminds me more of. Do you remember? For... Well, I don't know what it refers to like giant. Like, how big are we talking? Well, do you know the. You got to um... fit in a box. Do, do you, well, actually, do you know the Hidden Fates ones? Right. That had the Rayquaza. Yes. Oh my gosh. I forgot about those. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people don't remember that there was a lot of packaging issues with those. Like the Rayquazas would come broken. It was just because it was a very heavy piece of plastic surrounded by thin plastic and paper. Mm -hmm. When it would get shipped, a lot of them would get jostled a little bit. So, but I think that's what they are referencing a bit. Like if you have something in your head, I, I think that the Pikachu will probably be some little 25th anniversary commemorative figure that features Pikachu yeah. prominently. And it'll probably be, you know, I, I'm, I'm making a, a shape with my hands, but like, imagine like water bottle sized. That would not surprise me. That's a really interesting thought. I completely forgot about the Rayquaza um, figures from Hidden Fates. That's a good point. It'll come with nine 25th anniversary mini booster packs, three normal booster packs of the set, one V promo, one V Max promo, and a giant Pikachu figure. This almost sounds like a Pikachu V Max, Sean. If I had to take a guess. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that you know if you're gonna give me a Pikachu figure, it would be really weird not to give me a Pikachu promo and V Max. It also, though, I could also see it being something else because there is a specific 25th anniversary Pikachu V box comes with four mini booster packs two normal booster packs a pikachu v promo and a pikachu v jumbo we already have pikachu v jumbos hmm. like like is this going to be a different we one? have like three pikachu v arts and they're like all the same pikachu so i wonder if this is going to be the same pikachu v that we've seen in terms of like playability just a different art and maybe a 25th anniversary stamp or if this is going to be a completely unique Pikachu. I hope it's a unique Pikachu. <laughs> hmm. 
I mean, I hope it's unique too. It would feel really underwhelming to reprint with a stamp, right? For yeah. your big 25th anniversary set. Um, there's going to be an elite trainer box as well. So, uh, you know, prepare your, prepare your wallets once again for the elite trainer box special set hype. Oh, God. it comes with 10 minis, five regular boosters, a promo card. Mm. This is nice. I love it when they put the promo cards in Sean, you know, hidden fates did it. We got uh, shining fates that did it. Now we got the 25th anniversary set doing it. What's the Pokemon on the 25th anniversary set promo? If I had to guess, um, they already have Vivid Voltage had a Pikachu on it. My gut is going to tell me that it is going to be the, um, it might be a, a, a starter set theme. Like, you know, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, and Pikachu sort of all together on the box. I don't know what the promo card would be then. That's where it gets weird, Pikachu right? VMAX. You think it'll Pikachu be? Pikachu VMAX alternate art. It could be, but I mean, then what's the promo V and VMAX? Oh, it's so weird. Look, it could be all Pikachu, Sean. It could. It this could just be all Pikachu. This is the 25th anniversary set. Yeah. Like, it could it, like it could be Pikachu's the face of the franchise, I just, aside from Charizard. I guess they could make um, it like the 25th anniversary stuff they're already making with like the, the Pikachu silhouette with the two and the five. I guess the box mm -hmm. could look like that, too. Yeah, I think that's what the box is going to be. It's just going to be like the 25th anniversary logo because I'm pretty sure for the 20th anniversary for Generations, mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that was just the Pikachu 20 logo. Yeah. Sean and I weren't collecting or playing during that time, but I'm pretty sure I've looked and and that's what that is. Yeah. But there's a lot of other stuff coming. Collector's chest, six mini boosters, two regular boosters, three promo cards, stickers, notepads, mini portfolio, pin boxes coming with uh, four, two, two promos. I like how these have two promos, both like the collector's chest had three promos. Mm -hmm. The pin boxes have two promos, you know, and a pin. And then the mini tins have a no promos in it. What the heck? Uh, yeah. I mean, but you get the coin, right? The metallic coin. Sure. What is so. it going to be? The, the same Greninja coin or whatever, or Zorark <laughs> or What's the what's the coin that's been in like all the products? Uh, I'm mean, blanking on it. I just put Greninja, my coins away. Mew. I had like a stack of them. There's a lot of Mew coins that have been in a bunch of products uh, in the mini tins recently. Um, yeah, I don't know. I my main thought here though, Jake, is the the weirdest thing is this idea of a mini set. Mm -hmm. Like there will be some sort of set of cards that are not released in any of the mainline sets. Uh, I can't imagine these cards will have much playability because Pokemon knows that sets like that can't be too playable because it's not really fair, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that needs to be more hype than the McDonald's or the General Mills sets in that it can't just be basic looking cards with some cool hollow pattern. So like, what's the in-between here? Like how many cards are there going to, be like is it every i think every pack probably is going to have a hollow or or higher in it as a i agree pack. but like we haven't seen anything announced in japan like any kind of cards announced in japan that would eventually come in this mini set so it's a weird one i think it's a weird one like i have no idea what they're going to fill this set with if it's like you know net new artwork which i would assume or if it's just because you know 
people are going to want to buy this stuff because it's 25th anniversary, but they're not going to be as interested if it's more like a General Mills style thing. I don't know. It's, it's evolution or evolutions 2.0. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be like literally reprinting the old cards and just slapping them in. Easy. I, I mean, it could. I would worry though if they did like a pure art reprint of these cards. It would have to be. I think maybe it's like a legendary collection kind of thing, where not like the hall of foil pattern, but legendary collection in that it is a reprint, but they do something a little bit different with the reprint. Like imagine if they took the original Charizard and do what Instagrammers and TikTokers are doing, and you know how people blow up the artwork to be a full art version of that same Charizard. Yes. Imagine I if think. they did some sort of a full art hollow of the original artworks that are like these iconic pieces of like Pokemon lore. Like that could get people pretty hype. Yeah, I think that would be a really good idea, actually. I think that would be cool. Um, I I just lost my train of thought. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think it's also really cool. So like the Elite Trainer Box during holiday sets... We usually get like 10 packs. Sean, this one is coming with like five regular packs, which people may think, wow, wow, wow. But I like how they like offset it almost with like 10 mini booster packs. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's kind of cool. You know, the Pikachu V boxes in the past, because this isn't the first, this isn't going to be the first Pikachu V box that we've ever had that had four packs in it. And so this kind of is getting like six packs. Yeah. Um, with the four minis, I think, I think there's like a really looking at these products. There's like a really good balance between keeping the products the same amount as they usually would be. So I feel like they're going to be similar prices in terms of like normal. If you find this at like a, a retailer or something like that, maybe not a card shop card shop's probably going to cost a little bit more because 25th anniversary, but where, I think there's just a good balance between like mini packs and regular packs to keep the products like the same as it normally would be. My question, Jake, is what kind of retailer are, is going to carry products for Pokemon anytime soon? <laughs> I'm pretty sure like isn't like Target and Walmart like back carrying Pokemon products again? Uh, maybe on shelves. I, I haven't. I mean, maybe they are. I haven't gone to Target or Walmart in a minute. I so I haven't gotten to one either, but I, th I thought I heard someone say like they're already back putting it on shelves, but maybe okay. it was just like maybe it's just some areas just wanted to get rid of their inventory of it. Now, what I will say is, have you noticed that the prices for a lot of modern has come down quite a bit in the last week or two? Yeah, I've seen that like battle styles booster boxes are like 120 and under instead yep. of like 140, My 150. You know, the company I, I worked with briefly, Channel Fireball, was selling them for 100 So I'm like, that's almost back to normal. And Shining Fates ETBs, I've seen people selling them for 70 bucks, $65 on TCG Player, um, which is almost down to MSRP. So maybe, maybe, you know, the increased print production from Pokemon mixed with this sort of like, all the flood of product and scalpers is now finally dying down. And maybe that means these 25th anniversary sets, they'll be hype, but hopefully they won't be as ridiculous as champions path 
especially was, um, even though it was a bad set. Yeah, holy moly. Champion's Path is what everything caught on fire for. <laughs> and and, I, and that set sucked. And that's, I'm excited. I'm excited because it feels like we're finally getting to a place where cards are, you know, sealed product in maybe the next month or two might be maybe not back at 80 or $80 a box, but maybe at 100 I think $100 mm. a box is very reasonable. So I, I mean, I would love to go back to $100 a box, yeah. just like the glory days. <laughs> I mean, I remember paying like 80, 88, but I'll, I'll take 100. I'll take 100 in a heartbeat, Sean. Uh, do you want to transition over to meta, Jake? Sure. Every so often we talk about the meta and, and in the middle of one, this one is still somewhat developing we've seen decks go up and down and up and down we are going to be looking at this sunday open that happened just the other week with atlas collectibles pikaram and victini tied between the two best shares in the uh in the event but pikaram having one of the best win percentages in a deck that had more than three people playing it Pikaram having a 55.5% win percentage. Sean, Pikaram is still arguably the BDIF. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with it. It's just, it is good. The end. I think, I mean, it did win the event and take two of the top four spots, I will say. And, you know, I'm also looking at Trainer Hill right now, um, just some of that data. And in terms of top decks by placement, Pikaram is also at the top, um, you know, and Victini is all the way down at number six now. And mm -hmm. the interesting thing that you actually see is um, it feels like Galarian, Rapidash, Victini, so that combo we talked about last week, has, you know, inadvertently catapulted GX heavy decks, tag teams back to the top. Because if you think about it, like, okay, I can Galarian Rapidash leave you at 100. And then, oh, well, Victini then can come in and clean up with 100, you know, damage. But all they need is a big charm. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you can't oak And then, then Victini can't do anything unless right. they have Heatran. Exactly. And, like, yeah, Victini might play Heatran. It may play Charizard. And there are kind of ways around it. But I played in my team challenge, and my first matchup was against Mewtwo Rillaboom. And that is an atrocious matchup. Uh, you know, you see what I did there? That is an I, I, <laughs> that is an awful matchup for Victini, Galarian, Rapidash, even though you think, oh, well, you're fire type, right? Well, if they get a weakness guard energy, you know, on, or if they're playing, you know, primarily with the Mewtwo, they're healing themselves 30 damage whenever they attack. And then they'll shuffle all the energy back in at one point, doing 200. 200 is enough to Oko, Heatran, and Galarian, Rapidash. It's just... Yeah, man, it, and they play a lot of Mallow and Lana. So we also saw Mewtwo and Rillaboom is actually sitting at fourth place in the top decks by placement, according to um, Trainer Hill. So yeah, I think I mean I think we talked about I think I briefly briefly mentioned last week that um, Mewtwo Rillaboom was doing a lot a lot better. I think yeah, you're right. It's just the popularity of like these Victini decks. And the popularity is still of Pikaram, you know. There's a lot of switching outs in um, Mewtwo Rillaboom and a little bit of healing that happens a lot. So you just eventually like out heal. Yeah. You know, if Tempo, if Tempo Zard and Green Zard is not 
being like the number one deck played, you know, Mewtwo Rillaboom, I feel like thrives in that scenario. And then another deck that, you know, is doing well is, uh, is that Tempozard, right? Blacephalon Reshazard is Tempozard. Yeah. I mean, that also does well because what is Galarian Rapidash doing in that matchup, right? I mean, yeah, you get Zard. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. You get Zard down, but then they go and throw, a, you know, like I said, a big charm on it. And then you're kind of, you're kind of screwed. I think the only matchup, honestly, in that top tier, there's only two matchups that maybe you have a better time against. And that's Eternatus and maybe Luke Metal, Zacian. But that's, I think Luke Metal is fine because like you're knocking out you're knocking out the uh, Zacians. Yes. And then you can pressure enough to where that you can that you could probably take out Luke Metal. The only the only struggle that I think you have is um Zamazenta, which if you're if you're a welder deck, I feel like you're probably playing Bo or Goss, Eldegoss V, mm -hmm. like one copy. And so then you can you can like put a Phoebe in there, mm -hmm. honestly. And I think you're fine. I mean, Victini VMAX doesn't even need four welder. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it you're right, it doesn't, because you can just manually attach and if you're using And Heatran. Yeah. And if you also you could also play around with EXP shares and stuff like that to also help you a bit. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, like I again back to Trainer Hill, Victini was still the most played deck at 189 instances versus Pikaram's 177. So anybody who picked these GX, these tag team heavy get heavy decks with big charms or healing and Mewtwo Rillaboom, like clearly that was the right call in a Galarian Rapidash Victini meta. Um, mm -hmm. Sean, can we look at the can we look at the standings real quick of that yeah. event? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go to um so overall, here's the winners. Yeah, so Pikaram taking two of those top four spots. Like I mentioned, you got a Mew and Mewtwo in there. It's actually an ADP, blah, uh, whatever. You have Munchlax, <laughs> Shintaro Ito, Sean, playing that Munchlax control over there in the top five. Absolutely love Sanders' ideas and and. Just absolute wonderful. This is more Altaria Munchlax control, mm -hmm. where you play play more heavy Altaria line to try to just wall out and two Absols as well. I don't think Sander for the most part was playing Absol or Tool Jammer or like Big Parasol or even Bruno and Opal. Like those are three spicy cards in that deck Bruno's and Opal's, but I mean, you need draw support and then Opal's pretty good. If you can hit heads, right? Right. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah. Surprisingly, no Lieutenant surge in this list. Mm. Like I'm wondering, I'm, I mean, this deck has like two types of wind conditions, right? This deck has the wind condition of all. I'm just going to beat you with Altaria or I'm going to deck you out. Yeah. So I wonder if that's the reason, maybe the whole idea and concept of this deck is to just go Altaria right away from the beginning, every, almost every single time and just like use the muck and, and whatnot to just not let your opponent do anything. And you, you, your goal is to take six prizes, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if six prizes actually care. You care because I think if you wanted to ensure you could win by taking prizes, you'd put two recycle energies in. That way you never run out of energy because, you know, Giratina is pretty well played. 
and you're also playing Wondrous Labyrinth. So I think you couldn't you can run into problems where like, you know, if they're able to get through a couple of mons, discard some energy off your Altarias, you may not have two energy at some point late game. So mm-hmm. I I think you could win with speed dive over time. But yeah, I think your goal is ultimately to um knock your opponents to to uh, to deck out your opponent still. Yeah, and with Tool Jammer, I think it's a very creative list. I think yeah. it's really, really cool. Well, they have Tool Jammer um, and Tool Scrapper. Pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tool Jammer is pretty, pretty gnarly. I know Eternatus is playing like Tool Jammers and EXP shares as of right now um, to try to help with certain matchups. And and that Tool Jammer, I mean, Victini VMAX was playing it too. I think Celios was like one of the first people that I saw play Tool Jammer and Victini and yeah, it's got something. I mean, people are not playing Tool Scrapper a lot of times in this format unless you're a control deck. That's all I'm saying. Well, in the Tool Jammer play here, it's nice because, again, it turns off those giant charms, those big charms. So like we were just talking about with Victini, like if they slap a big charm on and you don't have a response. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. This is an interesting list. I'm not a control player. I know you much more so play control. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I play control. I don't know if I say that I'm a control player. Fair. I feel like, I don't know. I heard this, like, interesting conversation that we can talk about another time is, like, putting play styles on yourself or, like, labeling yourself as a player. Like, I am a control player. (laughs) Like, there's a difference between, like, liking control and, like... There's obviously formats where control is not favored, which is why I haven't, which is why I've been playing more single strike lately, you know? Yeah. Um, and like before battle styles, you know, or vivid voltage or whatever, I was playing not control. So it's like, I don't know. It's a very interesting thought. Anyways. I, I mean, I think we could label Sander as a control player. If, if anyone, Oh yeah. That's label. like the only person in the world that I would label as a control player is Sander. That's it. The mm-hmm. dude got like 140 rep in players cup with control <laughs> like uh, what is this human <laughs> i mean that's human being i will say too that's commitment to play control in players cup quals when like i have 50 keys to go through let me make this as long as possible yeah like yeah man kudos to sander <laughs> um, i did not finish my 50 keys so jake do you want to talk about i think our last thing was like okay if victini galarian rapidash is to be frank, easily counterable from the perspective of like uh, healing or tag teams where you're doing max 100 damage with the Victini. Mm-hmm. What what other partners would you pair up with Galarian Rapidash? If if any, you know, are viable, what would you pair up with it? I thought the one of the first things that I thought, I thought of the Togekiss Bronzong build and I thought a little bit like that. You know, Togekiss doesn't do a lot of damage. And so in that Togekiss Bronzong, like cheeky rogue build that you're running around, if you put a Galarian Rabidash in there, you know, you can still move the metal energies over to the Galarian Rabidash, put a hundred on it, and then boom, Togekiss VMAX can just knock it out. You don't need the powerful energies. You don't need any other sort of damage modifiers. You may need something like a tool scrapper. Um, because like you said, big charms and maybe a Tina nets build because of like the, the, whatchamacallit, the, 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 the heat energy, the, the fiery hot heat energy thing. 
Yeah. Um, but that was like one of the first things that I thought of because I was like, you need some sort of like acceleration to it. You and I was like, if it's not welder, it's it. There are a couple different pairings that you could do, but the first thing that I thought of was like it could work well with Togekiss. I like that. I didn't even think of that. Like, and you could also play the powerful energies as like additional energy types to give yourself mm-hmm. that extra boost over. And the nice thing about Togekiss is because you can like search your deck for cards as part of its attack. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's maybe a little bit less Marnie running around. There's still a lot, but it's not as I don't know. So you might have some rough rough times earlier on, but you can get get those reset stamps late game, right? Get those late game comebacks, reset stamp your opponent down to uh, just a couple of of energy. Yeah, I think the only thing you would have to do is make sure that you can grab some weakness cards for the Picaron matchup right now uh, because Togekiss is weak to lightning. But outside of that, I, I do like the combo. It's it's an interesting thought that I don't think will go very far, to be honest. Mm. All right. I think you've just got too many pieces at that point that you need to that you need to fulfill. Like, what do you cut in a Togekiss Bronzong list yeah. to fit to Galarian Rabidash? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because you need like both the Togekiss and the Bronzong line plus the Galarian Rapidash. But I don't know. I mean, again, you could probably, uh, you could maybe even run, you know, a light greens engine in there prior to getting the Bronzong out if you really wanted or even Skyla's. I don't know. I mean, I I do like it conceptually. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I think for me, the- one thing I don't like conceptually, because mm-hmm. I think you're going to say this mm-hmm. is Rillaboom. Oh, no, no. I, wasn't I gonna don't say like it with Rillaboom. No, I think somebody uh, someone may think with energy acceleration. Oh, yeah. Rillaboom's a good idea. I don't really think so, because turn one, you have to get off super growth. Yeah. And so, like, what are you going to do? Turn one super growth and then turn two like Galarian Rabidash, like I feel like you'd just be too far behind in the game at that point. No, I don't I don't think Rillaboom is uh, really makes a lot of sense. I'm trying to think about low energy attackers that do more than a hundred base. That for me is like the concept That is few and far between, Sean. Well, if you think about it, I do think Colossal VMAX is actually not a bad partner. If you think about its first attack for one energy you can do what? What is that? Up to 130 damage? I think it's 120. It's something like that. I think, yeah, it's something like 120. I think it's 90 plus 40. I think it's 30 plus 90. Okay, so it's 130. And 130 is exactly what you'd need if they have a big charm. So. I think it's 120. I think it's 130. I'm almost positive it's 130. You know what, Sean? Let's look this up. Let's look it up. Hold on. Colossal VMAX. I'm like, how do you spell Colossal? Yeah, it's 40 plus 90. It's 130. Oh, it's 40 and 90. I thought it was 30, 90. Yeah. I said 30, 90, and then you said, (laughs) oh, yeah, 130. And I was like, nah. So it does do 30 plus plus 90 at least is 120. Yeah, it does do 130. So I think Colossal VMAX is interesting because, you know, you can put on EXP shares. Um, you can run the Cheryl's that can do that all that healing. Um, I think there are ways to to make that work. The other one for me is actually Rapid Strike Urshifu. 
uh, but not using its second attack at all. So you just use the first attack where if it comes from the bench, it does, what, 150? Yeah, only using Gale Thrust. Yeah. So, like, if you just use Gale Thrust, and like we talked about, again, using Cheryl, because I think the way that you would counter Victini, Glaring Rapidash is being able to heal, like we said. And so, like, say you're up against another Glaring Rapidash, they put your um, Urshifu V or VMAX, whatever it is, uh, to, you know, 100 HP. And then you can just share it because you don't have any energy on it. You don't need it. You put one energy on. You go from the bench after you've done it. You do 150. I I think it's it's a little bit more combo intensive in that 150 alone is not enough to KO a, a decent number of straight Vs. Like the reason Victini VMAX is a good partner is because even if you don't get the damage counters on, you can still Oko Zacians, right? Um, mm-hmm. which you can't really do in the uh, Urshifu deck. But I do think that the notion of like just relying on single energy attacks outside of Galarian Rapidash, which just needs two, um, I don't know. I, I think there's something to that. I don't know exactly how you would build that list, but I think if anybody out there is looking for other partners, uh, that that is the the logic that I would go with until... Chilling Rain comes out in a couple of weeks. And in which case, I think once Chilling Rain comes out with Cresselia. Uh, Shadow Calyrex Rider. Right. Or or Galarian Rapidash Trevmore. Yeah. Filthy. That's a filthy deck. I mean, I mean, let's think about Trevnor real quick. Trevnor will still have Green's Exploration. Mm-hmm. Trevnor will have the Cresselia. Trevnor will have still it's really like reset stamp marnie mm-hmm. trevnor will have path to the peak like yeah i i i think trevnor is is potentially set to be really uh in a good in a good position and um i think it it pairs well with galarian rapidash um in certain instances like early game uh mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I think that could be good, but not right now. You need too much energy on the board for it. Yeah, I just I'm I'm thinking like with Galarian Rabidash, like I don't see how Galarian Rabidash is good unless you literally put it on the field, get the two energies on it and then use the attack. I don't see it as something like you have to do multiple turns to power it up. I don't see that. I think that's bad. Even in like a Shadow Calyrex Rider, I know that I said um, paired up with that. But if you think about it, like with Shadow Calyrex Rider, turn one, you want a Cresselia, yeah, right? It's going to be like true. Greensard where you just have a four of Cresselia in there. And then like, maybe you have a Galarian Rabidash to where like, okay, maybe I can't find a, sh- uh, a Shadow Calyrex Rider V, you know, I can put this Rabidash down and I can, I can start setting up damage at least, you know? I mean, I guess what you could do is you could also give Cresselia, like say you go first, you do Cresselia, you put three energy on board, you give the Galarian Rapidash EXP share so that when the Cresselia gets knocked out, the energy goes to Galarian Rapidash. Um, you could also mm-hmm. run things like energy switch in those decks just to like switch one of that extra energy over to the Galarian Rapidash if you want. I, I see your point though, like because you probably want to get the Trevnoir's attack off as soon as possible to start handling. Yeah, like there's no point in my opinion. Like I feel like Trevnor's attack is way too valuable to just spend time doing the Cresselia. Yeah. 
I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's, it's a waste of, it's a waste of time and that's resources fair. trying to get that, trying to get that pulled up. I mean, I like, cause like when you pro, when you pose that idea, I started thinking about things that had an energy acceleration. I thought about like Picaram. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you've got energy Tapu Coco, like in the format, like maybe, maybe in there's a world where that is. But then I was like, I was trying to think of a scenario where you wouldn't want to turn one Bolton. And I was like, you like almost always want to turn one Bolton. Yeah. Um, so I was like, why would you ever steer away from that? Like turn one Bolton, turn two Rabidash. And I was like, that sounds bad. <laughs> no, that's fair. And then, that's fair. Yeah. That's where I, that's how I got like that thought. No, I think that's absolutely fair. Well, um, you know, anybody out there, if you want to tweet at us who you would pair Galarian Rapidash with, or write that in the review. Write a review. Get your Trevnors on PTCGO now. Yes, yes. Get Trevnor now. I think it will be a very powerful deck um, while it's still standard legal. So <laughs> I want to know, I want to know what everybody's favorite evolution is in the okay. in terms of the cards. In yeah. the evolution set because holy moly shot those cards were awesome i personally i do wish that there was a better jolteon vmax alternate art <laughs> i'm not saying one i like jolteon but yeah i would agree with you personally umbreon because you got there's a pincer in there too there's a couple of pincers in there mm. yeah the pincer's like oh my god like we we remember pincer gx is very generic like thing of from hidden fates can i and like there's Pinsir, there's Grimmsnarl in there. Like, can I point the out, whole Jay? shebang? Can I point something out? Uh, yes. On the Umbreon V card, this is before we go. Last, last thought. The darkness symbol here looks like Pinsir's eye. Is that just me? Um, it looks like Pinsir's I would say it, it kind of resembles a Pinsir with like the horns. Well, no, this is a Pinsir. This horn here, I'm almost positive yeah. it's Pinsir. But the darkness symbol placement here, it oh, looks like Pinsir you is think looking. Oh, where it's placed, it almost looks like an eye. Oh, God, now we can't unsee it. <laughs> now you can't now unsee everybody, it, Jake. Now everybody watching on YouTube can't unsee this. Right. You're going to get this card as a single, and you're going to be like, ah, shoot, Sean. Pinsir staring right at me. <laughs> all right, that's that's all I got, Jake. That's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Metapod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Leave us some five-star reviews. Running out of reviews on the podcast. Should have said this earlier, but leave a five-star review. Leave a YouTube comment as well um, if you want us to mention the YouTube comment as well. And Sean, still in light mode for everything. Yep. Never, Blasting never change. his eyeballs. I'm never going to change. I like. I wake up and I'm just like, give me all the light mode. Give me all of the light mode. Oh, God. Happy Pride Month. Make sure to, uh, to support people of the LGBTQ community and uh, have a great rest of the day. Deuces.